and one of the all-time greats. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Dick Vitale. Dickie B, how are you, brother? Tony, what's going on? I haven't heard you so long. It's great to have you back. Well, thank you. It's great to be back, Dick. You know, we all go away for a while. We come back, and then we resurface, and I see you in Vegas at fights when I'm out there, and then I see you in Tampa when we're down there in the Sarasota. I'm going over the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, and then I see you down there having breakfast at What's the name of those breakfast places down Another there? Broken Another broken egg. Another broken egg, baby. Uh, but you went out there to Beverly Hills, man, with all the Hollywood stars. Exactly. You know, you got to do that once in your life. You got to go out in L.A. and experience that. And then you come back east, and then you go down where everybody seems to be in Florida these days. We're talking to Vince Papali. He's in Jupiter, Florida. We had Joe Theismann on. He's in Jupiter, Florida. And now you're down there, but you live down there, Dick. I live here, and I'm down in Jupiter making big money, man, because Jupiter's big time. Jupiter's out of my league. Are you kidding me? But I'm, I'm, I'm not doing bad for a little Italian kid with one eye. <laughs> so, Dick, obviously, you know, there's no sports. We saw, we had, uh, you know, we had, uh, we've had college coaches on there talking about basketball. Obviously, the football coaches are trying to figure out whether there's going to be games. The kids are trying to figure out whether they're going to play, whether they're going to go back to class, practice, or whatever. You know, but we had Jay Wright on a couple of weeks ago, and we're asking him. I mean, he's, he, here he is playing in the Big East tournament in New York, and all of a sudden everything gets shut down and everybody goes home, and there's all these transfer portals going on. So it's really crazy out there, especially for college basketball coaches and the kids. Yeah, it's really going wacky with the transfer portal. It's out, of, it's out of control, basically. It's unbelievable. But you know what? You know, the argument you're going to get, Tony, with that is, you know, coaches can leave and they're not penalized. Why should players be penalized? Because they're going to be voting in May on a new transfer rule. But I want to, I want to put this to, to people that I'm going to really listen and not just be so crazy making that statement. First of all, you look at about 50 to 55 coaches that leave during the course of the year. You're talking right now, last year alone, was over 1,050 people that were on the transfer portal. It'll be higher this year. If they put past this rule in May that says every player can transfer uh, for one time, they can transfer with no penalty, they can play right away, it is going to create unbelievable chaos. It's not apples to apples. You're not talking about 1,000 coaches leaving. took on 50. So here's my solution to, the, to this situation. If a coach leaves, those players should have the right without any request for a waiver. Automatically, they should be eligible to play wherever they want without sitting out. But everybody else, you got to let them sit out for a year. If you don't do that, you realize the rating that's going to take place. You think about this, Tony. If Tony Bruno was not recruited big time and Tony Bruno went to a mid-major school and he became a star, Tony Bruno will be hunted big time the second and third year he's playing college by the major colleges that will give the word to him somehow, some way, and it's going to create roster chaos. I think I already did that in my career, Dick, when I was with ESPN, and then you know what happens. And I went to Temple, so does that count as a mid no, that's I was there with John Chaney. I was there with Harry Litwack back in the day. Those are great coaches, man. We missed those kind of guys. And we had Lipwack and Cheney. Oh, man, I had some great games with them. But, no, it's, it's really it's a rule that's going to – you ask Jay Wright or anybody, it's going to be a rule if passed. See, I know what the NCAA wants to pass. They haven't thought about all the ramifications. There's the APR, the rating grade situation. They haven't thought about all that. If they have, they don't want to. You know what they're trying to do? They want to eliminate any more getting all this – 
people transferring, making waiver requests, turning some down, some get approved. They want to eliminate it. So they eliminate simply everybody. You can transfer, and you're all going to be eligible. And that is just plain, plain ridiculous. And an argument, I don't buy that argument if players can leave, uh, coaches can leave, players can, because it's just not the same. The numbers are not even close. This is what I love about Dickie V, Tony. He doesn't just disagree with something. He comes with a solution. Exactly. You know That's I mean? my man, Harry Mays here, another Temple University legend. And that's what we love about you, Dick. I mean, you tell it like it is. Well, you know, I, I, I feel strongly about it. I'm not the gain out of this. I'm 80 years old, man. Where am I going to gain out of this? I'm not coaching. But I'll tell you, hey, by the way, Harry and, and, and Tony, yeah. I know my man wants basketball badly next year. Say right, they're loaded. Villanova, some people are picking a preseason number one. They're always yeah, loaded. Exactly <laughs> number one. I stayed with the Catholic religion, though. I stayed with the Hail Marys and our fathers because I got the Zachs number one. That's the Catholic school of Villanova number two. Say a couple for Aaron McKee, will you? <laughs> <laughs> time at number one? Oh, John had some great teams. They had some great teams. They disciplined. They executed so well. It was really those olden days. But look at this. We're all excited out here. I'm a season ticket holder to the Bucks, man. TMC had me on yesterday <laughs> talking about Mr. Brady. Hey, I just, I just put a tweet up. This is amazing. Tom Brady, since he's been here, he went to the park accidentally. He didn't realize the parks were quarantined and were closed. And the person there had no clue Tom Brady. But so, you know, he's got to do what everybody else does. Couldn't go to the park and play. <laughs> so he made that mistake. Turnover. Then he goes, you, you read this today? Yes, yeah. he went into somebody's out. house, the wrong house. He went house. to the wrong house. He was going to see the quarter, offensive coordinator, Sean Leftwich. And he went into the wrong house. He walks right in. And the guy sitting there has no clue he is. He walks in. He, and he says, who are you, buddy? What's going on? He says, uh, I'm here looking up. Uh, am I in the wrong house? <laughs> so he's been in the wrong house. He's been to a park. So I put up on Twitter. I said, well, he's got a couple turnovers already. He's like our former quarterback. Oh! Dick Vitale with a cheap shot. Jameis Winston. Wow. Does Jameis Winston know you tweeted that, Dick? I would pull that down, man. I I wouldn't want him coming after you. Let me tell you this. Jameis, somebody should take him, Tony. And, Harry, I'm going to tell you this. Jameis is not a bad kid. He's made some bad mistakes. He's made some mistakes, but I think he's mature. He's got a baby now. The bottom line is everybody talks about, you know, the turnovers. And he had 30. I mean, there's no excuse for him. 30. But he had 33 touchdown passes and 5,020 yards, and he's only 26 years old. I'm telling you, with a chip on his shoulder now to prove he can play, his biggest problem, he needs somebody to convince him that he's not Superman, and that he can throw the ball through people. The other day, I go on live live uh, Instagram, and who the heck's found there? I see the name, just Terrell Owens. So I said, is this the real Terrell Owens on my Instagram now? And he comes back, yes, and he'll join me. So he joins me, and we, we, we talk about it. And like he said, the defensive backs are so quick, and Jameis tries to throw the ball through. You have two guys covering a guy. He thinks he can get every pass in there. But I'm telling you, I predict he's going to make it somewhere. He's going to make it. He's got too much ability. No, I agree with you, Dick. And unfortunately for him, you know, and even Cam Newton and these guys are sitting, Joe Flacco, 
the whole lockdown, the whole shutdown. These guys can't even go out and prove whether they're healthy. They can't go out and, and practice. And if they do practice and put it on video, people are threatening to have them arrested with drones. That's how crazy yeah. it's gotten. It's really crazy out there. And, you know, but the biggest concern for all of us, I know you feel that way as well, all you guys, it's the safety, and we got to really be concerned about the safety and the health of our people. That's going to be the bottom line. I mean, we've got to make sure everything's okay before we say we're going to let them play. And I love what the AD said at Ohio State. He said, well, if fans can't come because it's not safe for them, what makes you think it's safe for the players? And then, you know, we can talk about testing them and all that. Who knows? Who knows what can happen? One player gets it playing football, they have the whole team in trouble. So you've got to be really sure here and safe. I tell you, I mean, if they do college sports, whether it be football or basketball, without fans, to me, it's it's way different than professional sports. You, the the environment is a big part of college sports, right, Dick? Oh, I don't know doubt about it. I mean, it really uh, it's the same thing with baseball. I mean, I can't see. I'm so excited to share about our Rays. I mean, the Rays here, I can see tickets to Rays, Bucks. I mean, uh, I'm a big sports fanatic, as Tony knows, and. Our seats are first row next to the dugout. They've been there for 20 years at this year's team. They won 96 last year. And I don't care the Yankees got Jared Cole and they got Stanton. We're going to beat the Yankees this year. This team has improved. They went out and got the guy Renfro at 30 homers last year for the Padres. They went out and got Jose Martinez, good swing bat. That was that was the part lacking with them, the long ball. And that have added that to the same team. And they have a healthy three up on the top when you talk about Morton, you talk about Snell, and you talk about the kid Glassdale who missed almost all of those three guys can throw, man. And, and I'm telling you, this would be a great raised team. I was on Nesson last night, Boston Station, obviously talking about uh, Bronkowski and Brady coming here. And on the show, I told them, forget your Red Sox, man. There's no chance that they would beat out our Rays this year. Well, Dickie V fired up about those Tampa Bay Rays down there in the Tropicana Field. All right, Dick, the other question always down there in the Tampa Bay area, and you know it, and I've been down there a million times, is, are they ever going to get a new stadium? <laughs> are they going to build a stadium for that team? Are they, are they, are they, I know they're talking about half the season in Montreal, half the season in Tampa. Is that going to happen? Hey, Tony, you ruined my afternoon, okay? Right, <laughs> I, I, I love you. I have been with you for years. And now you ruined it talking about Montreal. So one thing, Tony, I've said this and I'll say it again. The day comes that they split my tickets of history. 20 years we have spent, I guarantee, I don't know exactly, over a half a million dollars. I mean, it's 25000 a year for tickets and done it for 20 years. So I'm telling you now, that's the minute. There's no way I could root for a team half of the year under one name and then half of the year the other. I think that's the dumbest that would be wise financially, probably, because Montreal would welcome with open arms initially getting back a team and people would flock there for that half. But I'm telling you, it would be a disaster from a player standpoint. Two different homes, the kids going to school. What do you guys think? You think that works? I don't know. I mean, it's first of all, we got to get baseball back and sports yeah. back before they even start thinking about that again. That's the biggest problem. Well, I'll tell you this: they better not think about it because I'm telling you, I am furious about that. That is something I can't buy. A split season. You you go half of the year, you you got a home out there, then a home here, and then you. 
Who do you root for? I'm rooting for the Montreal uh, Rays. Are you kidding me? The X-Rays. It's the Tampa, there, Tampa Montreal X-Rays. And I'm going for the Bronx Bombers, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Dick, I got to ask you. Ooh, all right, I don't want to make you upset. I, I, I didn't want to no make you upset. He's wound up now. I know. I got you him upset. He's fired up, Tony. He's going to have to go out and jump in his pool again, Tony. My wife's thinking some rigatoni marinara with some meatballs. I'm fired up for the food, and I'm fired up for you telling me about the race splitting a season. That wasn't my idea, Dick. I would never have thought of that. Now, let me ask you one other thing, because I saw earlier this year when Bobby Knight, luckily, before they everything shut down, you got to go back there uh, when he retired and they brought everybody back. That was good to see, because, you know, all the talk about uh, what he did and the people didn't like him and what he did to the players. I mean, getting to see Bobby Knight back on the floor at Indiana was awesome. It really was. I was at his house two and a half hours the day before, and, you know, it's sad watching somebody that you, you know, you've watched him with that animated way and, Right now, he's going through a little tough time, but uh, it was great to see the reaction of his players. I mean, they were so excited to see him, and hey, what a turnout they had. That was the first time back in Bloomington in the arena uh, for a basketball game in 20 years. 20 years he got fired. He's a a kind of strong-minded guy, man. If he makes his mind about something, that's it. And, uh, you know, he's been good to me. I've always... I've always operated on an agenda. If you're good to me, I'm good to you. You know, it's as simple as can be. I learned that as a kid growing up, and it's something important to me. Hey, guys, I'll tell you what else is important to me, and I need your help, Tony. Raising money for kids battling cancer. Yep. There's nothing dearer to my heart. We've raised $29.5 million thus far. We have an incredible gala every year. This year, it's we moved it. We moved it to September 4th. We're honoring right there from Philly, where he was a writer, Stephen A. Smith. We're honoring Bruce Arians, coach of the Bucks, and Mark Few, the coach of Gonzaga. And then we're giving out John Saunders coverage awards for guys that battled cancer and have inspired others. We're going to Jim Kelly, the quarterback from down there in Hall of Fame, Buffalo Bills, and to Pat Williams, who did an amazing job with the Orlando Magic and bringing them to Orlando. And then we're giving out a research grant into uh, Mitch Album. Uh, in quarter of a million dollars in the name of his daughter who lost her life to brain cancer. So it'll be a great, great night. It's going to be September 4th. But if people want more information about that or if they want to join my team, join my team. I need Tony Broder to join my team. I'll be on your team anytime, Dick. I'll I'll, I'll come off the bench, though. And you make a donation. It goes to the V Foundation, and it's all for kids battling cancer. DickVitale.com. That's where you That's go, it. and you get the info. And John Saunders, all every single person that you've mentioned there, I've been honored to know. And, I mean, you know, we would talk about when we lose somebody that we know. John, when John Saunders died, you want to talk about shocking and stunning news s- stories that you get. I was as shocked as anybody on earth when, I, when John died. Oh, totally, totally. I can remember where I was. I was in my driveway pulling out, and the phone rings. It's Josh Krulow. It's from ESPN. And he's thick. I got some bad news. And I, oh, my God, it's bad news. I had just been recently was with John. John, John emceed my gala every year. Now we have Kevin Nagandu who does a great job. But John, every year, was the, was the gala MC. Come to my house the next day. We'd have a party for all the celebrities. Uh, if you want to come, Tony, I'll invite you certainly as one of my celebs to come on down. But the bottom line is I was so stunned. I began crying right in the car. My wife said, well, she comes out. What's going on? She said, I can't believe this. Tony Sanders collapsed this morning in his house, 
and lost his life to a heart. I think it's a heart situation. And uh, just, just he's such a beautiful guy, man. Yeah. He loved kids, loved people. So we have, we give it the gala every year now, the John Saunders Courage Award, and certainly Jim Kelly, man. You, you talk about inspiration and battling cancer. You know, today, I'll give you an example. This thing has become so important. I mean, I've spoken at several funerals for kids, and I'll tell you, I'm obsessed with it because no child should have to suffer. Today, Tony, today, Harry, just think about this. Think of a tough day, people. 43 to 45 people today will go home and hear four words from a doctor no mom and dad wants to hear. Your child has cancer. Jay Wright's been with me. Jay Wright introduced me at the gala once. We honor Jay Wright at one, and he's been to the gala. We sell out 900 people, charge a thousand a person. Corporations buy. That's how we get our money, and we've raised 29 million thus far. Wow, it's well. I know Dick. Going back to when when we were at ESPN and Jimmy Valdano was still alive, and I had a chance to interview him in that little box there at ESPN Radio yeah. before yeah. The, the 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 most famous SP award show of all time. The don't give up, don't ever oh, yeah. give up speech. Incredible. Yeah, that was incredible. That speech goes down in history, and I was just mesmerized by the speech because a lot of people don't know. I've shared it now with people, but the night before, if you were to talk to them like I did, he was so sick and so that I could barely echo a word when I called his house to say, hey, because I went to the rehearsal with Tyson, and when I went to the rehearsal, the two of us, I had no idea it was going to be that big of a deal. Oh, my God. The video displays, all this. Uh, they're going to have Dustin Hoffman introduce me after he talks about Arthur Ashe. So I called Jimmy's house, and I know how sick he's been, and I called the house, and his wife said, no, I'll see if I can get him on the phone. So he comes on the phone. This is how he talks. Hey, Dick. Dick, what's going on? Jimmy, come on. you got to get fired up, man. Tomorrow's going to be Dick. You think I'm think worried about Trophies in the wars, Dick. I'm not going to see my daughter. I'm not going to see her go down the aisle. I'm not going to see. Her. I mean, things like that. He was talking about. And I'm saying, so you got to come now. Don't even think about it. You got to come. And Mike Shushevsky, Mike made it happen. If people go to my Facebook, we have a thing on there. They put out now. The V-Funders should put it out. It's called a letter, and it's a letter from Mike and I writing a letter to Jimmy B about what transpired the night before. And it's, it's amazing. Uh, Mike's on a plane with him. The next day, flying up to New York, he's got a back. I'm throwing up all over the, the plane. He's in a, a wheelchair. When he comes into the arena that night, uh, was that in Radio City? Mm -hmm. uh, no, I don't know. It was Radio City. might have been Madison Square. No, no, it was Radio City, City, Dick. Definitely Radio uh, City. It was Radio City? Yeah. Uh, I was one or two. I don't remember. But the bottom line is, he's sitting there in a wheelchair. So I grab one of the people behind the scenes and try to tell him, just bring him, bring him the microphone. Don't let him get up on that stage. So he sees that. And he calls me over. And he says, just get me on that stage. You don't think I came here to just sit here and put a mic and say thank you. So we, in this piece that we do, Mike and I, we have written that with, with a black magic marker on our arms. It says, just get me on that stage. Because those were his words. From that day, we got him on that stage. I was stunned. I stood next to him while he's giving his speech, thinking he's going to just say thank you and sit down and bring him. We carried him basically to the stage. Then he, I stood 20 minutes. I would have never stood there. I would have sat down. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there like, I can't be the guy I talked to. And then the shocker was, 12 hours later, 
So he left maybe, spoke, I don't know, get done about 10 o'clock maybe, I don't know what time it was. Left early in the morning, went back to uh, Carolina. I came home I, <clears throat> I came home that day, and <clears throat> when I came home, my answering machine was filled with messages. People, you know, give Jimmy my best. Jimmy was great last night. So I called his house, and his wife said, Dick, I can't get him on a phone. He's in his room crying hysterically. He's punching the walls. He's carrying on. He's being, I said, you've got to get him on a phone. I don't she said he only spoke to one person. He's got hundreds of calls. He spoke to the president of the United States called to sort of speech the whole bit. So I, I said, well, I don't care. I'm not the president, but he better get on the phone. So he got on the phone. And my last conversation ever with Jimmy V, Jimmy, come on, man. You said, don't give up. You can't. the year after I went up to ESPN, and that was the first SB Awards show up there, and it was an unbelievable night, Dick. Dick, I want to thank you so much for giving us some time today and sharing these great stories. And, uh, again, DickVital.com. I want to come down there September 4th. That'll be before Dick, the football down, season. You're welcome. Just call me. I'll, I'll have you on the invited list. No question. Beautiful. Come on down with your wife or whatever and come on down. Beautiful. Hey, uh, the bottom line is, Really, people, if you want to donate, you're listening to the show wherever you are. You may be helping somebody you love. So any kind of donation. If you can't donate, I understand. People go through financial tough times. But if you can, really, it will help. My goal this year is $5 million by September 4th. So I need help. So I'm asking you to join my team. Any donation will be certainly appreciated. Dick Vitale, you're, you're, one of the, you're the best to me. I mean, when it comes to college basketball. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's been and a good person, years. too. And you've always been good to me. It. But I'm still a writer. So where do you get that energy, man? You're acting like you're 12, 14 years old. To me, that's the greatest compliment. I mean, my wife called you. Know, my wife said to me the other day, she said, I swear to God, I put it on Twitter. I want to put that on Twitter. No, I said, I'll put it on. My wife called me a basketball wacko that I watched the Jordan thing for the second time. <laughs> and then I the, the original one. <laughs> Sunday, Monday afternoon. Can you saw that last night for two hours? I just want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> you called me a basketball wacko. Well, I mean, yeah, your wife can do that. I, I can. watched it twice. Hey, she's called me a hell of a lot worse than that. So <laughs> well, Dick, enjoy the time with your family down there. Stay healthy, my friend, and always great to talk to you. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, Tony, anytime you call me, anytime, Paisan, I'm going to have a little tonight. Rick and Tony, thinking about you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dick. There he is, the great Dick Vitale. Let's give him a roaring round of applause, guys. Yeah.